Hey Jake, I like video games. Hello Tony, I like video games too. Welcome everybody to another brand new episode of Hey I Like That Game. The podcast. That's pretty good. Thank you. I want to get a little uh, a little zesty with it this time. Oh, okay, yeah. You usually, you usually have like kind of like a, a weird like doo-wop thing going on. Mm-hmm. We haven't hit like hit the rock yet. Right. Heavy metal. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> I, t- I tend to do an acapella type thing, I'm like sha sha na over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how you doing, Jake? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. How about yourself, Tony? I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, I've been playing a bunch of video games. I, I was looking back. It's been like a month and a half since our last episode. We've had a pretty big gap since the last episode. Right, right. So I'm sure you've been playing a bunch of video games. Uh, what have you been getting into? I have been. So um, I picked up the uh, like Super Mario kind of like small anthology that was just released on the switch that has super mario 64 sunshine and galaxy mm-hmm. um i had only played super mario 64 uh before i haven't played sunshine or galaxy so yeah. i wanted to pick it up for those also drea loves sunshine so it's just like great that we can both, both play that odd choice i mean it's fine i haven't played it yet so we'll see mm-hmm. um i did however earlier today just finish my 120 star run for uh super mario 64 there you go um that game is is still very fun um i like that game a lot it's a really like interesting world to traverse and has like great movement mechanics um of course the camera is a gigantic issue in that game and you have to actively fight against it mm-hmm. all the time which makes movement very hard um but that's something that they've really like solved with odyssey odyssey had like fantastic yeah. camera and fantastic movement I really wish Odyssey had the like structure of Super Mario 64 because just like the, I think outrageous number of moons to collect there were in Odyssey really just makes any exploration of that game feel pretty hollow. Yeah. Um. So if uh, you know if there is another mainline Mario game at some point, I know Nintendo usually tends to take their time with the mainline series, but I I would like to see kind of like that format of game again. I'm pretty sure that's what Sunshine is like and Galaxy is sort of along the lines of that kind of gameplay too, right? Give me Galaxy 3, cowards. That's what I really want. Galaxy 3, there we go. That's what I really want. I, just want I to... hear people love Super Mario Galaxy. I am very excited to get to that one, but I want to go Dude. I want to go in order. I want to see the yeah. evolution of it. Dude, um, Super Mario Galaxy is a very, very good game. I've never played 2, and people say that that one's very good as well. So, like, that's... That's my favorite. I wish Mario they included series. too. Like I, it's it's nice. I like those three games. They're I like gonna, them being like repackaged and re-released. But like, there should have been more games than that. In the, that kit. There's a lot of things like that you want more from this package. Like I, I, I want more games in there. I want them to actually do some work to it because you, because you remember the original Super Mario All Stars. Like they redid sprites. Like they, like that game looks totally different than the originals. It looks way better. Um, while still maintaining, you know, basically the same kind of movement, I, I think. I think I'm pretty sure it's, like, the same in terms of, like, gameplay. But anyways, um, I, wa- like, I didn't want a straight port out of that, but that's really what it was. But if it's, yeah. hey, if this is them getting uh, the legs underneath them so they can put out GameCube games on the Switch, I'm all for it, you know? Like, yeah, we'll see. If we'll this see. is how I we get like... back catalog Nintendo games a little bit easier, like, sure, but... I've been we've been babying Nintendo so much with like backwards compatibility. Yeah, um, thinking... I'm debating so I have like, my N64. I'm debating getting like one of those like universal cartridge cartridges that basically has like a Raspberry Pi in it. Yeah, and yeah. Has every single game on it. Definitely, definitely considering that because like it's cool when Nintendo releases stuff. And I would love to be able to pay the proper people for those kinds of releases and like i will do that when those games come out um it's like i want access to them too um and there are a lot of there are a lot of fans that are doing doing really cool stuff Mm -hmm. um anyway so been playing finished with that i'm gonna start sunshine next so check in next episode for my my rundown of that game and then um very relevant to the news of microsoft buying uh, bethesda (laughs) so i i uh, recently made a purchase of a, my one-year PlayStation Now subscription at the worst time. Because within a week of me doing that, they took control off of PlayStation Now half well, while I was halfway through it. 
And then Microsoft bought Bethesda, and the two games I've been playing a lot on now have been Fallout 4 and 2016's Doom. Both Bethesda games, which are <laughs> hopefully going to stick around uh, on on this, but they, like I was, I was, I mean, I was, like, I was also looking really forward to them like putting out Doom Eternal on PlayStation Now at some point. Yeah. But then now Microsoft announces it's going to go to Game Pass. So shit. Now yeah, I gotta... that game drops next week, I think. <laughs> yeah. Now I gotta. I, I I think I might bite the bullet. I've enjoyed having playstation now so much that i think having access to the microsoft catalog as well would be worth it for it's me game, um, game pass is the continues to be the best value in games probably the best the best thing to do in video games is to have game pass right now yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking too so i'll probably uh, bite the bullet on that one and, and have both for for now um but fallout 4 i've been playing that on playstation 4 i played it on pc and played like a good amount of it but didn't really go as far as say i did with like fallout 3 or like skyrim um fallout 4 has been pretty fun i find so i basically like i've stopped playing that now for like a few days and i didn't like finish the main quest or anything like that i feel like i just kind of like hit the limit of my build yeah. where now everything kind of like becomes easy i don't have any more like character progression goals there so like my intrinsic motivation has sort of gone with it and the extrinsic motivation of finishing more quests isn't really there because the loot in that game sort of loses meaning after your your build hits a hits a sort of stride almost like in skyrim when you get to like mm -hmm. high level blacksmithing and enchanting loot's essentially meaningless at that point um so that's kind of like where i hit where i stopped i mean it's still a fun game i'm still like happy i built those hours into it We'll see what happens with Elder Scrolls Six when that comes out. Um, the new twenty sixteen is just fun, super fun game. I'm gonna play Eternal at some point because yeah, those new, games are so cool. New Doom is great. New Doom is pretty good. I haven't played Eternal yet, but that that twenty sixteen Doom, whoo, mm. that game's a fucking so much fun. That game's a jam. The movement is so fluid and amazing and like platforming in first person shooters is always like a weird concept but it like works really well in 2016 and like watching stuff of eternal it seems like they've just really ramped up that part of the gameplay which mm -hmm. i'm all for because traversal and doom is really cool so if you improve on that that gets me pretty pretty excited too yeah yeah like the thing about doom is it's like you know violence and how fast it moves and like doom 2016 like nails it you know nails the spirit of the franchise for sure mm -hmm. yeah well what about you tony what have you been playing well i'm so glad you asked um oh, i have, have something prepared for this <laughs> <laughs> i may um uh, i have four games i want to talk about i'm gonna try to like get mm. through them as, as quick as possible i've been playing a bunch of stuff in addition to uh skies of arcadia but so the first one i talk about is uh hellblade setsuna sacrifice this game I think it came out in 2018 or maybe 2017. I can't remember exactly. Um, it is an incredible video game. It's made by Ninja Theory. Uh, they made the DMC uh, reboot uh, and various other kind of like action uh, adventure games. But this one is, I, I would definitely consider it an action adventure game. But it's um, visually one of the coolest games I've ever seen, in my opinion. It takes a lot of cues from like, nordic mythology and that kind of like culture um and uh it, it just it's very striking it's very striking uh it's the combat is really clever it's like very minimal but it there's still a lot of tension to it so it's not like dark soulsy where you have to be very precise with every uh dodge and, and parry and stuff like that but it has those mechanics there like a pretty uh pretty open window when it comes to like the the parry window and like the the dodge roll is pretty good um clever little puzzles like it, it like in in these different little sections of the game that you play there are there are puzzles like not as much like a legend of zelda but like you know pretty pretty good um it's definitely a horror game i would say you know it it, yeah. it does a really good job of being like haunting um it's uh it's a game about mental illness too like it's very clear on its surface that your main character setsna has some severe mental illness um uh, she hears voices in her head right and that manifests in the game itself so when you are playing like you're hearing whispers and stuff like that like when you successfully complete something it'll be like oh she did it oh oh my gosh she did it she did it and then there'll be like 
another voice saying like I can't, she's gonna die soon or something like that you know like these really cre- really creepy thoughts are like constantly invading this person's mind and you hear it too as the player and then it plays out this really kind of sad story of uh people not understanding her illness and thinking that because she has this illness uh she's responsible for like a plague that comes in and she's responsible for all like she's cursed you know it's it Mm. it's it's a really um it's a really powerful powerful story um it's uh, it really pushes this like never give up mentality. Uh, it shows uh, some stigma of mental illness in society. Uh, it really like illuminates that and it encourages it encourages its players to examine their own views on mental illness, which I think is really important. Um, I can't recommend that game anymore. It's only like five ish hours, so it plays through pretty quick. Uh, it's great. It's it's a fantastic game. Hellblade, such a sacrifice. Uh, fantastic game uh next game i want to talk about Spellbreak. uh we've played a little bit of this game jake uh it's a, a it's a new battle royale that's uh it kind of takes its cues from realm royale third person shooter kind of ish game um but it does some interesting things to shake up the formula uh there's different gauntlets you pick from that have different magical properties to them earth wind fire etc etc um it heart. Does, heart yeah <laughs> captain planet um but like it does a lot of really interesting things with the combat mechanics it's more of like a movement based game than it is like a shooter like it's it's on a mm-hmm. totally different spectrum from like a war zone or or something i, I would say it's closer to a Fortnite, but without the building part like the building part the equivalent in spell break is like using your movement to your advantage to kind of get around players right because and, and, and you have that that built-in hover and then you get yep. a movement ability which is just like of several different things like teleport right like like high leaps or like floating around and, right. and shit like that it, the, the movement in that game in, is very compelling yeah exactly it, it's it's really cool it's it's the verticality of the game because like you said you have yeah. that hover you can scale buildings like effortlessly and you can like fall down slide behind things get behind walls like there's knowing your surroundings and being able to like backpedal and move around and 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 outwit your opponent is is very strong in that game uh i think it's really good there are some stuff that like sucks you know like some people will just stay up in the air forever or some people can't deal with ground so they get upset at that but like overall i think it's a fantastic battle royale it's my favorite that i've played so far Uh, i haven't played it in a couple of days but like i I check back in on that game like once a week and yeah. want to keep supporting it. it it's pretty good. Um, speaking of another game that I think is pretty good, uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, so this is another game that I dragged you into playing uh, a couple of days ago. Um, but this this game, uh, like Monster Hunter, feels like it's a it's a it's a game in its own genre. It's like hmm. it's like Left for Dead meets Minecraft that also has Monster Hunter like tendencies in it um there's a lot of different mission types so like you, you there's a bunch of different um uh what, what are you environments that you can go to uh, and do these different missions underground where you're mining with a pickaxe materials shooting endless like waves of bugs that are trying to like kill you um but there's like a bunch of different mission types so there's like go mine this specific element go uh destroy these eggs go uh rebuild this robot go exterminate these targets you know like there's there's a lot of variation in in the game which i really like um and there's a lot of secrets hitting in the walls and like hidden all over mm-hmm. the place it kind of feels like spelunky in that in that regard where there's like stuff hidden everywhere and mm-hmm. you just gotta find it um but um it it reminds me a lot of vermintide you know like this um adding rpg elements to a left for dead like game and yeah and i was and i was talking about this today like uh while i was thinking about what i wanted to say for the show and i like this game way more than vermintide um because in deep rock galactic you are trying to learn how to play the game and how to interact with the mechanics like you're trying to um learn what the game is telling you whereas in vermintide it's more about learning the individual levels like their layout where the tomes and grims are and when like 
elite uh, soldiers could spawn. Like you, you, like you learn those particular things in the levels, and the levels are yeah. gonna play out basically the same. But you know, there's there's a you can perfect a level by knowing exactly where everything is and like preparing for it, right? But mm-hmm. in Deep Rock Galactic, it's like I'm going into let's say a mining mission, and it's going to be very different than any other mining mission I've done. There's going to be similarities, but all the stuff's not going to be in the same places. Um, I have to learn how to engage with the, the core mechanics of the game to get better, as opposed to learning the layout of very specific maps. Um, right. And that's way more rewarding to me, and I think it's way um, easier to get people introduced to the game because you don't have to learn specific level layouts to feel like you've had the most efficient uh like mission in that game um yeah i definitely get that yeah it's um or with like um oh sorry go ahead no no, no finish what you're saying well uh, like kind of like what you're saying with the vermintide where it, when you were showing me that game uh because i was on the one you dragged me into a little, little while ago yeah you can just like kind of play it non-optimally by just not knowing the level and that does really suck and i didn't feel anything like that at all when we were playing deep rock uh for the first time yeah and and like there's there's a lot there you know there's like account level to level up there's like individual characters that play very differently than one another they have giant skill trees and multiple weapons to to try and and, and switch up like it's it's a really, really cool game. It's a really cool game. It actually has one of the um, smartest uses of Discord I've ever seen, too, where, like, they drive traffic to their official Discord through, like, in-game challenges that give you, like, a lot of in-game currency. So it's, like, really oh. rewarding to do it, which gets you more involved in the community and the game, and then, like, it's a cyclical thing from there. They, they start to kind of intensify your love of the game and the community. Uh, it's it's really smart. It, it's it's one of the cooler games I've played in a long time. Uh, Deep, Rock, mm-hmm. Deep Rock Galactic. Great yeah. game. Um, and so, then uh, one of the things that uh, you pointed out when we were playing it, yeah. playing it, and that it does really, like, it's a really interesting mechanic, is the importance of light. So you can throw mm-hmm. glow sticks, but, I mean, like, you're underground, so it's it's pitch black down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, managing, like, your glow sticks and, uh, like, lighting the area properly so you can, like, one, find resources and two, see enemies is just a really, really neat mechanic that's... Yeah. Um, so subtle but important that i think this game does really really well right and like you don't see games like really utilizing light like that uh all Mm. the time like dying light had stuff like that in it and maybe minecraft you could say too but like it's a very interesting uh evocative like environment that they put you into like uh, i was talking to my friend nate today about this like it reminds me a lot of like that movie pitch black or like the chronicles Mm. of riddick Mm -hmm. where it's just like you're in this super dark area and there's these like bugs that are like coming after you and you have to use the light to one, just see where you see what's coming towards you, but to try to like knock, knock them away a bit. It's, um, it's a really neat game. Like the tension of that game, uh, and like feeling like you're going to get overwhelmed is, Mm -hmm. is like a constant thing when you get to like some of the higher levels. And I really like that, uh, the game doesn't really punish you much for death. Like, when you die in a mission, like, you're there the entire time. Like, you don't just, like, die out after 30 seconds or something. You're always there. Your teammate can mm-hmm. always come in and res you. Uh, let's say, like, this happened to me the, the other day. I I went to a game that, that was a higher difficulty level than uh, I was anticipating. And I, oh, no. I, I was off. Like, I died, like, instantly. And I was, like, at the bottom of this thing with bugs just surrounding me dead. The three other players were able to kind of stabilize after, like, the, the crazy fight that happened and, like, mm-hmm. take down most of the mission and then come get me when it was a little bit safer. And then we finished out the mission and it was totally fine. Like, they carried me hardcore. And that's, like, fine. You know, I didn't get less. Yeah. I didn't get less because of that. Um, it's we all do this together and um, and you get the most benefit and, like, you get the most, like, rewards out of it. Like, succeeding with everyone up gives you more um stuff than when people are dead when you finish so it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting it's a really it's a very cool game it's a very cool yeah. game i like that game a lot um and the last thing i want to talk about we just played it on stream on thursday i'm starting to think that this is like one of my favorite games i've ever uh, ran into it's called star renegades um it's basically like 
a dream video game of mine where you take uh, JRPG like combat. In this case, it's kind of like Grandia 2 or Child of Light where you have like here is a uh, timeline and you can push characters uh, around this timeline. And if you push them to a certain area, they do not attack. So you're kind of optimizing how to... Uh, keep the enemy from attacking you while still doing damage to them and like avoiding attacks and stuff. It's um, it's like spinning 16 plates all at the same time, and it's great. I love it so much. Uh, it's also a roguelike, so um, it's very it's a very difficult game. So you're gonna die a lot, and mm-hmm. when you die, you get currency to kind of uh, go between different runs where you can purchase new playable characters to round out your party, uh, more equipable items. Uh, bigger buffs that that require a lot of uh, currency that like uh, you're gonna have to play at least like five or six runs to even get close to that amount. Um, it's it's a very very smart fun game. It's on Game Pass. It just came out on Steam. I believe it's on Switch too. Uh, Star Renegades. If you if you liked Grandia two or Child of Light, just buy this game. Just buy this game. It's it scratches that itch for that type of combat. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so it's really fun. The the art style is like like a very pretty uh, great, sprite great work. pixel art. Yeah, the sprites are really really nice. They they mm-hmm. move they animate extremely well. Um, it gets really cool when you get like to the third third planet. You'll have a full party of five characters, which gives you a shit ton of options uh, when you're in combat. So it's all like. I'll find myself like tinkering with commands for like a minute or two when normally in these type of games I can figure out the optimal strategy like really fast. This is like you have to weigh a lot of pluses and minuses. Um, it's really good. It's like they, they really re- uh, the risk reward of that game of like, okay, I'm going to fight this enemy that's like four levels higher than me. They're going to be really hard. Mm. But if I beat them, I'll literally get like enough to level up three times and probably this good gear. And you know, like it, it really, uh, yeah, it really feeds into that, which I, I, I like a lot. Game's great. I like, I literally, we were playing it on Thursday for thirsty for indie games Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I was playing on game pass by like 10 o'clock that evening i was like you know what i just need to buy this game so i bought it yeah so i bought it on steam so now i can remote play with my phone so i can play oh, that game on my nice. yeah so i can play that game on my that's phone so nice w- yeah dude it, it works really good too it's it's pretty nice um but yeah star renegades play that shit it's great um speaking of great jake what what game are we playing for today's episode of Hey, I Like That Game? Yeah, so we are playing Skies of Arcadia, um, the GameCube version. So I guess Skies of Arcadia Legends, right? Yes, yes that is correct. Yeah. Um, this was my choice. I absolutely love this game. Uh, I'm just going to put that <laughs> right out front here. Um, <laughs> but let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about Skies of Arcadia. Shall we? Let's do it. Are you ready for a break, Jake? <laughs> huh? Yar! <laughs> I be ready to uh, get some mead. <laughs> that was great. All right, be right back. We're back. Sorry, the themes, hey. <laughs> the theme the theme played again. Oops. <laughs> and we're back. You have to listen. You have to listen to it again. Listen here. Uh, welcome everyone back to Hey, I like that game. Today we're talking about Skies of Arcadia. Um, God, I love this game. 
Jake. <laughs> Jake, this is this is my pick. Uh, so it was your pick. Could you tell? Yeah, right. Um, so I played a lot of this game. So I remember when I was a kid seeing this come out on the Dreamcast, but never being able to get it. Like I couldn't find it pre, you know, pre Amazon internet being able to get any video game you want at any time. Uh, I couldn't get it for the Dreamcast, but. I remember reading in all the video game magazines that the the re-release was coming out on on the GameCube, Skies of Arcadia Legends. And I bought that game, like, week one. Was super jazzed about it. I I played a lot of that video game uh, and thoroughly enjoyed it. So I thought this was, like, perfect opportunity uh, for the show. I haven't played it since. Like, since its release, I, I haven't really touched it. Um, so this, again, kind of like Grandia 2 is one of those things where it's like, okay, is this going to be as good as I remember it as a kid? Like, what, what are we, what are we doing here? Um, but, uh, that's, but yeah. that is the question that we seek to answer today. Indeed. Uh, so Jake, you've never heard of this game uh, prior to the show. It, I feel like maybe I'd like heard of it or something, um, like come across it at some point at like somebody else's house. I had never, never played it before myself. Yeah. Um, so this was my first exposure uh, to Skies of Arcadia. Okay, so for the for the folks at home, Skies of Arcadia, uh, it is a JRPG set in like a sky pirate like universe. Uh, you, yeah. You play as the main character Vice. Uh, he's a young air pirate, and some of his friends uh, they attempt to stop a evil empire from like controlling the world or whatever. Uh, through, like, reviving ancient weapons and that they want to destroy the world. So, like, if you've ever played a JRPG, you, like, you kind of know the setup for this game. Like, you know, interesting world, ancient technology, evil empire that wants to use it to destroy. That's it. It's, like, pretty... Things escalate a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then... A lot. And then they keep going. (laughs) Right. But, like... I think the the uniqueness of this game, at least when it comes to its like story and setting, like the the stuff outside of gameplay mechanics, um, the thing that really sets it apart, main character Vice is awesome. Like he's a, I think he's a great uh, protagonist for a JRPG. There's a lot of uh, JRPGs from this time and, and in the past that I don't love a, a strong kind of. Uh, main character like this like i think of like a titus or mm-hmm. even like uh what's the guy's name from final fantasy 9 um i can never remember that dude's name um zadane zadane i think that's what it is but anyways like um there's a lot of main characters that can get really annoying and i feel like vice is great like he's super positive guy you know he gets serious when he needs to but it's very it's not often but he's just like a lovable leader that sees the best in everyone and thinks he can overcome all the odds through sheer confidence and will. Mm-hmm. And I love that about him. Like I, I love that character. He's he's just he's a Robin Hood. He's Robin Hood. Steals from the yeah. Steals from very the ba- very almost literally. <laughs> right. Yeah. Steals from the bad pirates and gives to the to the poor. And then the bad military gives to the poor. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. um I mean, I, I agree with you on, on Vice being an interesting or like a pretty solid character. Uh, this game does delve into I think like the character tro- tropes. You know, there's the leader, the sassy one, the shy one, the grumpy one, the horny one. But like, <laughs> they hit all those. I guess like hits, but um, they have a little bit more like meat on their bones there. Like the grumpy one has more, I think, of, like of a backstory and like actual like character moments of like doing stuff that like the grumpy one would do, of like just straight up leaving right. the rest of the party behind because he's like, I got other shit to do. Drachma, he's out. Talking about Drachma, who's who's basically Drachma, yeah. yeah, he's basically Captain Ahab. Like that's he's, right. He's he wants old, to kill a big whale. He wants to kill a giant whale. Literally, he has a prosthetic arm he has like this giant harpoon on his on his uh, ship uh, mm-hmm. but like like you said that character has a ton of development over time he does the things that the grumpy guy old man would do but he has his reasons uh you learn more about that and he learn and and he learns more about you know working with others and like 
uh, you know, common good, and he's like he's like a father figure. It sounds, it sounds very generic, but it's done well. It is. It is done really well, and like he's like a father figure to Vice a little bit, and like, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like horny one at Gilder, I think that's his name. The guy with like the yeah, yeah, like, I love that guy. <laughs> Guy's awesome. Uh, he's he's my spirit animal. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like Devil May Care with a heart of gold that also has a parrot mm-hmm. because obviously they're pirates. Of course, because right, there had to be at least one. Yeah, you have um, you have like kind of the the main core party of Vice. Uh, was it Aki or uh, Ika? Ika, that's it. Ika. You have Ika, who is like Vice's best friend. Who like I I don't think there's a lot of like romantic. There's no romantic connection between no, Vice and Ica. Like, they might zero. as well be brother sister as right. far as like their exactly. interactions go. Exactly. Like it, and it's like I have a lot of fun with their relationship because like they have like best friend handshakes. It's like fucking. Right. It's like fucking <laughs> scrubs, man. Like it's great. Like they like their relationship is so <clears throat> positive and like wonderful you have vice who's just like the you know leader ambitious dude uh ika's like like hype man she's like yo let's go let's do it right <laughs> like she's great like she oh man she's awesome and then kind of balance the things out you have the the mysterious princess finna um mm-hmm. the who, naive stranger right the odd past who who starts really as a damsel in distress like mm-hmm. very much that but like what as the game progresses like she she kind of uh grows into her own as a character she can kind of take care of herself um she reminds me of like a yuna she's a very very like a yuna from final fantasy 10 like that's that's like mm-hmm. kind of her character arc that uh that's pretty good that's that's pretty good um enrique is the is the last party member the uh the prince that had like he fences he's mm-hmm. like he re- he's the crown prince of like the, the evil kingdom. He rejects all of that, right, uh, and joins the party to try to you know stop that so he can build a better kingdom. I, right. Sort not, of like a not the greatest character, not my favorite. Nah. But like, he's fine. Uh, I think this game does really does a really really good job with the villains characterization and like. Uh, how many of them there are and all these like distinct, right. all these distinct personalities like i think there's like six generals and like the yeah they have like these different animals it, it kind of reminded me of um like in bleach when you're introduced to all the different captains that's sort of like so the personalities they have yeah it's it's this is one piece this is this is one piece <laughs> that's probably a better metaphor yeah. it's, it's it's pirates pi- it's, it's pirates it, this is this is one piece <laughs> i don't know if this came out before that that manga started or not but like this is this is that type of story where you have a lovable bunch of misfit pirates that mm-hmm. all have big personalities um joining together to you know in this case, save the world. You know, One Piece is about all sorts of dumb shit, but like, um, this is you know a little bit more focused tale. But like, yeah, all the generals of the the art of the bad army uh, are great. You have a uh, Bazella, I think that's her name. She's the um, espionage, like the the spy that has like a a fun little. Uh, she does a couple of twists and turns throughout the story. Like she's like the mm-hmm. first. She kind of tricks you in the very first dungeon to like to to get the kind of plays you there yeah to she, get the get the MacGuffins right yeah exactly and then um towards the end of the game she again like switches sides again and like rams her ship into something to to kill a bad guy I don't know um you have Alfonso is the typical anime pretty boy guy he's the first one we're introduced right to in the, the first one you come into and then you see like he kills his own like vice captain yeah. to, to like hide his own incompetence like in this like snide kind of like great villain way that's like just like a fantastic turn for that character and it, really like solidifies who he is right and you have like uh deloco who's like the the uh scientist guy the, the evil nerd. genius yeah the nerd and he's, he's got this weird orb on it like it's he almost looks like um what's that guy mysterio where he's got like the oh yeah <laughs> the fucking bo- like big bowl on his head and these dorky goggles um you have was it vigoro who is just the horniest uh macho dude like yep. it's dude there's some rapey shit that that guy gets into it's fucked up <laughs> like yeah it's it like it's that shit you see in anime that's like hey this is like weird um but 
I don't know. Like maybe they, maybe you should like treat this a bit more seriously, game. Just like but they a little do, bit. <laughs> I do think it's hilarious. There is a scene where they show they show they have this huge boner. It's like <laughs> they show like in it like it's like he's got pants on, but it's like massive hard on. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but um, there's. There's another one. There, there's one or two other like captains, but they all, they're all kind of uh, interesting personalities. Uh, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. I'm gonna but like I remember, like I remember their names. I remember kind of like who, who who they are, and that's not something that's always present, uh, especially in JRPGs to me. Just cause, like they're such long, kind of dense games. Um, that it's kind of it, it, it's tough to get to know the characters it's kind of like you usually identify them by whatever their purpose in battle is or sure like the, this is like the tank character this is the fighter or whatever but this one they have their own personalities that really have a chance to shine right the, um this the, game has some pretty good character animation especially for when it was made in like 2000 for the dreamcast it really conveys a lot of expressiveness um yep. and they all look very distinct and i think other than vice have like good design too yeah vice looks a little weird but like vice is real I, dumb I, I, there's I like an eye patch but it's like like a techno glass and yeah. <laughs> i just it, it makes me laugh every time i see his face his sleeves are really weird too i don't know why he's got he's got <laughs> holes got in, he's got <laughs> holes in them and then they're hooked back together it's like dude just get a new shirt what are we doing? Just keep the sleeves as as they are, or just take the sleeves off. Go out and go a little sleeveless, you know. Yeah, get, a little suns out, guns out. Get a little t- tank top. Let's go. Um, but uh, I think I, I think you're right. And what one another thing to uh, note about this game, like the animations, it does a really good job with camera work too. It like it moves the, the camera around a lot. It's very cinematic. Uh, mm-hmm. It tells it tells the story really well visually uh which i like a lot the other thing i I love about kind of the um setting story of this game is that it it does a really good job of showing a lot of unique and different cultures a lot of different varied locations even if those locations are samey when you're in them when you're exploring them but like the look and feel of them very different um a lot of the places are clearly inspired by contemporary society like um like the the places you kind of start out in kind of feel like British a little bit. You have once you go through like the dark portal or whatever, like the dark part of the map, uh, and you come on the other side, it's very clearly like uh, Eastern Asia kind of inspired. It's it's a very like yeah. feudal Japan kind of look, um, which I really like. Like it has like a lot of varied styles. Like I, the the clear difference between the the airships of the West and the airships of the East. Uh, were really cool. I, I love that idea that they're like, of course they'd be really, really different and they would excel at different things. Like, of course. And they like built that into the story, built that into things to, to make right. it feel alive. Like the world of Skies of Arcadia is awesome. Like I really enjoyed that world mm-hmm. and the characters that are in it. Um, and it leads to a lot of like really cool moments. One thing that uh, stuck out to me that I put down in my notes is... Um, after you beat like the first dungeon, um, you're supposed to go south, like through this like really treacherous area of the map to this like hidden kingdom, and like going through the like treacherous area is is pretty treacherous. There's a lot of like big tornadoes going. The skies are super gray and a lot of random encounters, and it's it's pretty harrowing to get through. And like as you like start to think like I I hope I'm going the right way. Like oh shit, am I going the right way? Like it would really suck if I had to go back through this you see a few like leaves start to go on screen and at first you don't really even realize that's what they are it's kind of like particles that go along there but then like it builds up and then it reveals this big lush jungle like greenery forest area and like that moment was really cool it wasn't like a scripted cutscene; it was something in gameplay in that like engine and like led by the player that was like led to this really cool moment after like this intense gameplay uh like uh stretch yeah yeah and like um that's a really fun moment and then like you know we haven't talked about ship battles yet but like we haven't the, talked about any of the gameplay yet <laughs> well, well we'll get like i i have like one more thing i want to say but it's like the um the it does a really good job of like showing the escalation of um not only 
the power of the bosses you're fighting, but the power of yourself. Like, at the beginning of the game, you're fight like, the evil empire's trying to raise these geasses, right? Or, yeah, the, the, like... Like the, the angels from Evangelion, Evangelion pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're massive monsters that, like, you can't help but fight them. And the very first time you have an encounter with them, you're just trying to like knock it over you're trying to like get away from it so you because you cannot there's no way you're going to win that fight um later in the game you get to a point where you have this new airship you have like all this um cover from other airships you have like an army basically and you could take Mm -hmm. on one of those monsters head on and win like it does and that's built into the gameplay built into like the story like that's a big story beat towards the end of the game and it's it's, re- it's great. Like, they tell the story that they're trying to tell in a great way with a lot of very interesting characters, you know? Like, the mm-hmm. all your crew members that, like, you find throughout the, the world that, like, you meet before you have a ship. Like, you see all these people throughout the world, and you kind of take note of them. And then when you get to command your own ship, you're like, okay, I need to fill this crew out. And you can go back to all these locales and talk to these people and recruit them onto your ship. Uh, it's great. I, I love it. God, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Um, they also... Yeah. They also prove that the world isn't flat in this game when they fly all the way around it, which I think is very important in these times. Uh, <laughs> even the world of Skies of Arcadia knows that the world is not flat. Um, so to throw that in there. <laughs> very, very topical. You you really showed those flat earthers. <laughs> I know we have a lot oh, of man, flat Oh, man, our view count just dropped by 10%. <laughs> I know we have a lot of flat earthers in our... <laughs> in our audience well let's uh let's get into the gameplay of this yeah. so it is a turn-based rpg um the battles take place in a 3d space you don't actively control your characters there just like who they attack and um space kind of moves there um and then there's also ship battles which are turn-based still but you kind of select like four different moves at a time yeah. um comes a little bit more strategic a little bit more strategic. The this game is, you know, very similar to like whenever any other like turn-based RPG you've played, like a Final Fantasy, where there's spells, there's uh, character abilities. Um, I would say like the two things that this game does like a little bit differently is there's um, I think the, the SP bar, yep. which is like the pool of like action points that the entire team draws from like you can do your like guarding and basic attacking for free but other abilities and other spells are going to cost that sp bar mm-hmm. and then your weapons are like imbued with a different uh they're called moonstones in the game but basically just a different color um some are strong against others some are weak against others and you can change that in the middle of combat so those are like the two things that really make it at all different than a normal jrpg um and then like the ship battling is kind of its own own beast but yeah. um, what did you think of the gameplay itself tony i hate the combat system in this game I oh okay. I, I do i i absolutely hate it i really dislike it it feels very random if it's like um i like plot like planning and plotting out my like turn-based combat um mm-hmm. kind of like in a grandia or, or a star renegades um this game doesn't really allow you to do that. Like you, like I never know when somebody's going to be targeted. You know, like I don't like who's being right. targeted right now. I, I I don't know. Like, should I be guarding or should I try to be on the offense? Um, I don't know the speed of myself in relation to the enemy. So like, who's gonna who's gonna attack first or like? And it's different every turn. And it, like it's, there's, it's probably like a modifier, but it, like it changes every turn. What is that dice roll? And how does it surface? It doesn't. Like it doesn't give me any of that information. Like, um, maybe that stuff is cued somewhere in the game maybe that maybe that's surfacing somehow but i never saw it they never taught it to you as the player so that's really sloppy design and like the jrpgs come down to basically two components like your story and your setting and your combat and i feel like half of this combat which is like the the turn-based combat where you're playing as like the just the pirates themselves is god-awful so bad but then the ship battles are amazing. They're a triumph. Like I love the ship battles in this game. I love it. Like and it's and it's very similar. It acts with a lot of the same principles, 
but it shows you all the information. It, like you said, it mm-hmm. here is a grid. You can say, I am going to attack on this turn and this turn and this turn. I'm going to my specific characters are going to do this at this point. I can see what the enemy is going to do, or like have a general idea of what they're going to do, uh, mm-hmm. and you can plot things out. Add that to the fact that you can customize your ship later in the game when you get your own your own ship, though, is a Del- Delphinus. Uh, once you get that, you can start to switch out a bunch of different cannons and stuff on there to give you different choices and options for combat. Like, Right. Yeah, sh- it really opens up there. Dude, the ship combat is delightful. I absolutely love the ship combat in this game. But the other half of it that you do way more often... You know, the on-the-ground uh, combat is garbage. I, I hate it. What did you think? I think both combat systems are fine. Mm. Um, it is very reminiscent of, like, your uh, early series Final Fantasy games where, yeah, they don't give you that information. You do have a speed stat, but it's... um. It is like more of a modifier. You don't yeah. have a turn order there. Mm-hmm. So if you are like lining up an ability that hits in a line and you have like a really good lined up shot that's going to hit multiple enemies, they might move and attack before you do. Um, and then that's going to like mess up that uh, that spell or something like that. So it it gets a little annoying there. But I th- like eh, that's just kind of like how I think games of that era would work a lot like they didn't really yet start adding that stuff into rpgs i mean like they did uh, I, I guess i'm not like an rpg historian so i can't say for sure but like i just from my own recollection you're more for that's that. more the style of i think like 2000 and pre-2000 rpgs and then going past that you'd get in more like active battle systems stuff like grandia um stuff like later final fantasies that are uh, have like the action point project pro- progression um but this game is squarely in the old school rpg with that combat and i think it's fine it is what it is there are a lot of modern add-ons to combat like that that make it a bit more i think approachable and you can approach it more strategically and there's less of that randomness associated with it but like for what it is i thought it was fine so Um, so here's here's one thing that you mentioned that like just infuriates me about this combat that just makes me like really adamant that it's bad so where enemies are lined up is important you have attacks yeah. that attack yeah. in a straight line that you know it, it's it's important um there's no way to tell what's gonna hit like it doesn't when you select an attack it doesn't like give you a preview like it's gonna hit these enemies you don't know that uh there isn't a way to orientate yourself on the battlefield to hit other enemies it's all random it's all chance what gets lined Mm -hmm. up a lot of the times the 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 patterns are going to be the same in the positions of the enemies so you can kind of plan out turns like that but it's like if you're gonna have the space or the position that that enemies and players uh occupy that's going to be an important component you got to let me either understand what's gonna hit where or Mm -hmm. let me move freely with it in that space you know like i keep mentioning grandia too but like in that game you could clearly see all the information that you need um to be successful in battle and it's set up at least spatially very similar to skies of arcadia so it's like uh it, it i don't know how they how they played this battle system Uh. and said oh this ship it it's good like it it feels like it's it's (laughs) missing something like a key component but like i said those ship battles though oh i mean like i i agree with what you said about the the combat i think the ship ship combat freudian slip there Um, the ship combat is fine i don't think it's like this amazing thing it does give you more information which i like to work with and it sets up for these really cool moments where you fire your harpoon cannon or the uh the moon yeah. later yeah um but like shit takes so long it does you select four turns and then like go get a snack because they're gonna play about a minute or so of animation and then come back and you can select moves again and 
it's fine, but it, like inflates those battle lengths so much, and some of them get a little difficult. And um, like especially when I was trying to figure out how to fight that first uh, Gigas, um, I died a few times. Yeah. So like, and then they have to restart there, and then after my second death, I'm like, I just gotta start save stating. Like I'm not gonna yep. fuck around with this anymore. It's it's um, it, this game has two of the most common flaws of JRPGs of this era that there's too many random encounters mm-hmm. and the difficulty is very uneven. You know, like there are points in this game where it's like, this is just going to be really hard until you figure out the best strategy. Like I played uh, the the boss of the fire temple, a big like fire worm. Um, yeah. I played against it three different times. Uh, one, because like, I got lost to save, which was unfortunate. Um but one time I got through it, literally no problem. The boss barely hit me. And one of the other times I got completely shit on and I, and there was like nothing I could have done about it. Like there was a li- like yep. I could have played yeah. perfectly and it didn't matter. And like, I had the exact same experience with that boss. Yeah. It sucks. Like that's, that's, sh- that's really, really shitty. And like, even if they just had a very simple, like, you know, select this option and you cancel out the other, um, opponent like the other enemies attack or something (laughs) like just something that could stop the onslaught of attacks because so many times it feels like you get piled on and then you have to spend Mm -hmm. a turn and a half healing characters and then trying to build that sp bar so you could do your big attacks you know like right um combat to me started coming down to well i just have to get um vice to do his like level one attack whatever it was called cutlass fury cutlass fury yeah i gotta get vice to do cutlass fury i'm gonna give him an attack boost and get get that off as many times as possible and that was yep. like the Absolutely. one there was the one strategy that i found even possible to beat things uh in that game so it's like yeah. I, the combat oh gonna piss me off but um but yeah those two like the too many encounters and the, the difficulty just goes all over the place. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that we haven't talked about yet that I I have to mention because this is one of my favorite things that really good RPGs will do is they give you reasons to explore the world. Whether mm-hmm. that is the overworld or a dungeon or a town. You know, any sort of area that you can explore with your characters um, – Games that give you reasons to go to every corner of that world, um, I love that. And this game does that extremely well. Discovery, the discovery information, like when you go to, to the guild uh, house or whatever, um, it's, it, it incentivizes you to, to look around the world map. So uh, for people who haven't played it, the overworld in Skies of Arcadia, you are in an airship and you are flying, uh, you know, north and south east west and you know z-axis so you're going up and down the sky uh the world is filled with like floating islands and different things and there's points of uh interest that you can find by kind of just exploring the world map that uh you find you learn a little like history lesson on it and then you get money from this guild for finding this information on these like hidden secret you know locations and stuff and it's like it gives the world a uh a lived in sense it gives it history um and again it gives you a reason to see everything you know they Mm -hmm. they employ the same thing in dungeons and cities with the moon fishes and the charms i think they're called chams chams (laughs) fucking chams um it gives you reasons (laughs) to to go to every house to talk to every person because you find them you know literally just by looking at little prompts either audio cues or visual cues on screen to find them so you just kind of have to walk everywhere um but i really like that i really like that in a game like um guild wars 2 i think did it the best in any video game i've ever seen where like it would give you legit xp for just seeing all the cool points of interest in in a certain explorable area but yeah i love that about this game did did you have any opinion about that like was that interesting to you at all or um, I mean, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of neat. It would make me go out of my way a bit. I didn't, like, hunt for any of the, any of the stuff necessarily, but I would, you know, come across chams and, like, um, so, 
the discoveries in the overworld um you just kind of like press a to reveal them they're not like really yeah. indicated uh but like it draws you to like if you just see like a random floating rock out there in the distance like just go to it and like mash a a few times and something might pop up to it right. so it does kind of like make you go off the beaten track a little bit to um like just check in on stuff like that because there is a good gold reward to it so i thought it was i thought it was pretty cool right i didn't i wasn't as like i think i don't want to say like impressed but i I don't. I think you I, thought more highly of it than I do, but I still think it was a nice little addition. Right. I I, I just like games that they they give you reasons to see everything. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So, and there's like an in-game reason, not just like an achievement reason. It's right. Not like the, the the Riddler trophies and Batman. They right. Like actually give you stuff. And the rewards are important. These when you, the jams. Uh, so mm-hmm. so we haven't talked about this at all, but we have this. This great character called, I think it's called Cupy or Cupel. Um, it is Finna's <laughs> weapon. Weapon? It's it's very odd. It's it, it's like her own personal Kirby, kind of, that floats along with her, that looks horrifying. My god. Yeah, yeah that thing looks it's terrifying. Horrifying creature. It's like this liquid metal terminator, like cute chibi thing right that like floats around like with this giant smile on its face it's like uh, disturbing smile it's very freaky and with like the 3d graphics the way that they uh mm. they rendered that thing whew, it's very oh, strange yeah. but like you feed these chams to cupel cupy and it changes shape so it i'll never i'll never understand this the first level uh, that that this uh, weapon evolves into is a sword. So when it goes out to attack, it changes to a sword, chops down on its enemy. Uh, the second level is a is a triangle. <laughs> it's like a like a pin. <laughs> like it, it's like a it's like a funnel almost. Like mm-hmm. it turns into like a thumbtack and shoots out and hits people. It makes no fucking sense. I think it's supposed to be like a drill, maybe, but like it doesn't. <laughs> look like it's rotating <laughs> it's very odd it's very it's very odd and very horrifying and i think that's part of the reason why i just like <laughs> i like that mechanic of searching for those things because yeah. each time it changes it's like this this is gonna be dumb let's see what they do and there's a bunch of them there's like a whole lot of evolutions to that thing so it's it's fun it's a it's a fun little thing um jake what do you think of this game? What's your rating? We're we're yeah. winding down here. Where where do you think this game uh, lands for you? I hey hey I like that game. Hey um... <laughs> that okay I did not think so I did not think that was what was coming. So um I I we talked a little bit about this when we like chatted on stream and just like playing other games where like this game has hit me at a very good time yeah. where I'm just like in the mood to play games like this. Um, I just, oh, amazingly, I need something to just pass a lot of time. Imagine that, uh, currently. But, um, this game has really, like, scratching that itch, um, of that kind of, like, old-school-style RPG, and it just does stuff very well. It's not genre-defying in any way, but everything it does within like these tropes of JRPGs of that time, it does exceptionally well. Um, I played, I think, like 25 hours of this game, and there's a whole lot more left of it, and I'm going to keep playing it even after this episode. I think I'm going to go back and play a good more amount of it. Maybe finish it, we'll see, but like I'm, I'm still going to play it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I I can't remember like the last time I've like remembered character names in a JRPG. So like the fact I can do that for this just offhand like it, it indicates like just like, the charm of it too. So hey, I like this game um, very much a hidden gem of of JRPGs of that time for the Dreamcast. Um, I like I think I like this more than Grandia too. Yeah, um, it's it's funny you brought Grandia too because like. I'm having a lot of the same feelings about this game as I did about that game, except mm-hmm. inverse. Like, I love oh. the battle system of Grandia 2, but, I, but like, the story and so many of, like, the, the UI thing. Like we didn't really talk about, like, the menuing in this game, but, like, the menuing's not very good. Nah, it's really not kind great. Of esoteric kind of stuff. But, like, I hated a lot of that in Grandia 2, but it's, like, the story itself of Grandia 2 was not 
not what you recall about that game. I, I, I couldn't tell you the name of any was characters. It, I think there was like a, there was like a, a demon girl and like there was like an evil pope There's man. Le- Millennia and I think it was Ale- <laughs> I think it was Elena and I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember all the characters. Like, uh, you know, but like classic JRPG. Right, but like the combat system of that game was super fun. That's what kept me like super engaged about it. And this game is like almost the exact opposite. I I love the ship battles, but like the battle that you're doing the most, I fucking hated. But mm-hmm. the world, the characters, the um, the way they tell the story, um, the optimistic tone of the entire game, um, even when mm-hmm. things are really they get a little dark. There's always this um optimism in this game uh which is like that's vice like or vice's character uh is that like the eternal optimist and like i said before he is going to win by sheer force of will and confidence you know um yeah and and i love that so um hey i like that game i i like this game definitely like it um like my dream my dream of an RPG would be make this game, uh, take all that battle system out, put Grandia 2's battle system in, and do more ship battles than you do um, on foot battles, and we're good. Mm-hmm. And we're good. Or or just like st- or streamline it just to only do ship battles. How about that? Like just just get, <laughs> just get rid of the on foot stuff. Like. Uh, I just get so frustrated with that combat. I don't even know what other game would have anything like those shit battles. I don't know if I've encountered stuff like that before. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know of anything. I don't know of anything. Um, Viewers, if you if you know a game like that, <laughs> if you've played one Skies of Arcadia and two a lot of other games with combat style, oh uh, shit, combat like that, yeah. Um, so I had this idea when <laughs> when I was writing up some of my show notes uh, before this. Mm-hmm. I think there should be Skies of Arcadia DLC for Star Renegades, and then there's my favorite game because now you got there we go you got you got Skies of Arcadia characters in a game that has really good JRPG combat, and that's it. Um, that's so, all you need. So, get on it. Get on it, Sega. And yeah, Raw Fury, uh, massive Raw Fury. There we go. Massive damage games. You got if you're listening, which I'm sure. I'm sure I'm you sure are. You are. Hot, hot tip. <laughs> I would buy all of that DLC. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the the one other thing I want to say uh, about this game, or I guess like the process of playing this game, um, I guess, or maybe it's just like one of the things I like about this show is that um, it makes me mess around with emulation a bunch. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I played this uh, emulator on my computer. And I was able to get cross saves to work between my PC and my phone. So I could kind of, I, I was on a plane ride. So I was able to play on my phone on the plane and for a couple of days where I was out of town. And then when I came back, I took the memory from my phone, put it on my computer and booted it right through. Uh, and I continued that save. And that's like, that's, that's was, so cool. It was great. Like it was great. And I love that this show i would have never like sat down to try to figure that out unless we were doing the show so you know thanks mm-hmm. thanks to you jake i get to be a little extra nerdy to um, me well i had this is the first time i'd used the the gamecube emulator for myself so now i got mm-hmm. that i got that running out of my end so we go. both are uh, opening our emulation horizons the uh the possibilities are endless jake and endless we can play any game <laughs> Um, okay, so speaking of video games, Jake, Jake, we're, Tony, we're playing another, Tony. Video, we're going to keep playing video games for, for the show. I don't know if you realize that we're there's going to be more. We're going to keep doing this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. yeah. Hit, lay it on me. So next game we're playing for, Hey, I like that game this is a fan request. So I don't know, Jake, way back about a month and a half ago when we did our 24 hour charity stream, we raised over $3,500 for the National Alliance on Mental Illness very much. Thank you to everyone who donated and watched. Huge thanks to everybody, all the viewers. This is literally one of the coolest things I've ever done. 
I would show you guys my tattoo right now, but I'd have to take my pants off, and I don't want to be kicked. Oh, now you definitely have to show us. You can't. After some preamble like that, you cannot leave us. I'm not getting kicked off Twitch just to show you my tattoo. It's not happening. (laughs) It's not happening. But anyways, uh, one of our donation incentives was to be a guest on the show and to, like, uh, um, pick a game for us to play. Uh... That's what we're doing next episode. So we are playing Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2 uh, with our good friend Ben. Uh, So this will be a nice... uh, I haven't played this game. I played the original Dark Forces uh, quite a bit as a kid. And I remember being, like, really scared of it. (laughs) I got got really scared of, like, a sewer scene. Remember, like, the sewer monster that's in, like, uh, Star Wars where the little, like, head jumps out? Yep. That scares okay, yeah, that thing's like the movie scared the bejesus out of me. Rendition right? of that thing scared the shit out of me when they, I was younger. They do a scene like that in Dark Forces One, and that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, but uh, so I don't know if Dark Forces Two has it in there, but I do know Dark Forces Two has FMV cutscenes. Oh, so we got Jesus, some, yes. we got some full motion video cutscenes. Yeah. I know this 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 is gonna be really fun. So we're gonna try to crank this one out pretty quick. It's uh it's only a couple hours, so we should be able to knock this out. Uh but yeah, next episode of Hey I Like That Game, Jedi or Star Wars, Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2. Did you hear that? Okay, bring bring some of that Star Wars in there. Oh bam! Wow. Now if you're not watching this live, you didn't even get to see how cool that was. Yeah, this is not going to turn out well in audio. <laughs> I just did a backflip, everybody. You didn't even see it. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jake, where can the people uh, find us on the internet? They can find us on Twitter at LikeThatGame. And they can email us at HeyILikeThatGame at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, hey, like the Game Podcast. Um, Or if you just know Tony and I personally, you can you can say hey that way. <laughs> yeah, you can... You could do all those things. You could also watch these episodes live on twitch.tv slash hey, I like that game. That's where we're doing this right now. We also stream usually three days a week, sometimes less. Uh, come check that out. It's a lot of fun. Try Hard Tuesdays, sign up, and get beat by me in Smash Brothers. And beat me <laughs> if <laughs> I play. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're you're like legitimately at the bottom of the ladder right now, I think. <laughs> I think that that's that's good. That I feel rates, good about that. That rates. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jake. This was fun. This, this uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we agreed about a hey, I like that game on this one. Yeah, same. Fantastic. Uh, and as always, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye.